0: up? We are back again today in the studio and it is time to get the ball rolling. And we are back again today in the studio. Super excited to be here with you today. Uh, Talking a little bit of college football. You guys know uh, we here at Get the Ball Rolling want to give you the most in-depth coverage of college football with, with the most, uh, what I like to think, the most unique uh, opinion uh, in, really, in all of college football. So we're going to kind of dive in and we're going to answer some questions about week zero, talk a little bit about Austin P and Central Arkansas, and then we're going to discuss the upcoming week because we have college football on. So uh, it's kind of our outline and uh, we'll see where this, where this takes us. Okay, so I want to know. Uh, I mean, I was seeing a lot of people uh, online, and it was uh, it was really good to see this. But I really want to know how many of you guys legit watched the Austin P. Uh, Central Arkansas game. I think this was a wonderful job. I thought that uh, all of the aesthetics were really good. I thought, you know, uh, this uh, the masks you know worn by the players and the coaches and stuff. I thought the broadcast was great. I, I I genuinely liked week zero. Now last year uh, we had a week zero game and it was Villanova against Colgate, which you know, I was really excited about. Uh, we had Colgate and Nova both on the show. This year we didn't bring them on because neither one of them are playing football, but uh, we were able to talk to a few of them. I'm really excited, and it was it was a really good uh, you know wh- first week zero. But most people didn't watch the Villanova game because I think they kind of had their eyes set on the bigger games of college football. I I know I tweeted out, uh, we did not have a podcast uh, last week. We've just kind of been playing it by ear. Uh, When we get enough information to talk about, then fine, we're going to sit there and we're going to discuss it with you guys, Uh, but, you know, it's... Circumstantially, we just didn't have enough uh, outside of, you know, I tweeted out, I said I want to take, I believe I sa- took uh, UCA Central Arkansas by seven. I think I said 27 to 20, and it ended up being uh, 24 to 17. Yes, 24 to 17. And like I said, it was an amazing game. Uh, there were a few things that I saw that I want to touch base on. Number one, uh, Central Arkansas is legit, and so is Austin P. Austin P just lost their coach amidst a pandemic. Now there are a lot of rumors flying around that, and I'm not going to touch on those rumors or, or, or why he stepped away or or what was the the full on reasoning behind it. We're not we're not going to touch on that. What we really want to touch on is that this team a few years ago was probably one of the worst teams of all time. Like the did not win. When you played Austin P, it was an automatic win. You didn't really even have to think about it. Well, fast forward to last year, they got—I believe it was 11 wins last year. Uh, they were able to, you know, do something in the playoffs. I believe they ended up losing to Montana State in the quarterfinals. But regardless, uh, Austin P played really good. Uh, they had traveled a lot, and you know, overall, just an interesting, interesting team. Uh, with Central Arkansas, they were a very big proponent of playing. If you followed any of their coaches or any of, you know, their 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 Bears, you know, coaching, you know, accounts or the or the actual Twitter football account, they've been posting how bad they want to play. And I even think they have like twelve games on the schedule. Like this team is determined to play during the pandemic, which is great. And I think that uh, the school has empowered those guys. The Southland Conference has empowered them, and just kind of let them run with it, right? Uh, I thought Central Arkansas played really well. Uh, I was a little nervous at first, but I think they kind of got their once when they got their feet wet. They were able to make some halftime adjustments uh, that I didn't see Austin P. make, uh, and they were able to win. They they ultimately you know got the win. Uh, that does not take anything away from Austin P. I thought. You know, like I said, going into it last year, I was somewhat of a critic. I wouldn't say I was a big critic, but I was a little bit of a critic of Austin P because I was like, okay, look, you lost games like in the first of the year. Uh, you, you drop random games when I really think you should win, but, uh, they ended up, I mean, they end up losing and stuff like that. So I really, like I said, really interesting to see uh, what's going to happen going forward with these teams. Uh, honestly, if it was under normal circumstances, I would say that uh, Awesome P would probably be winning the, the Ohio uh, Valley Conference. I think that UTM is going to give them a very... Uh, I think UTM will give them like would give them a run for their money. Uh, you know, Austin P only has two other games scheduled. Uh, they don't play until the 12th. But I'm pulling up their 2019 schedule, uh, and I can tell you kind of why I was a critic. And, and those of you who know, uh, they ended up losing to Central Arkansas 16 to 24 last year, uh, which is nothing new. I mean, that would. Central Arkansas was good. Uh, they lost to ETSU, which I think ETSU ultimately—that's uh, East Tennessee—they um, only ended up having like three wins, and that was—I think—that was the biggest black mark. However, they were able to beat Jacksonville State, which is a big win, um, and then they were able to beat Semo, uh, Southeast Missouri, uh, and, uh, by four points and then they end up losing dropping a weird game to Tennessee uh, to Tennessee State which again uh, I was very critical on uh, after that game I mean they lost by 2 uh, which I think part of it is that you played really hard against Semo and Jacksonville State for two, you know, two weeks back-to-back weeks, and so you dropped the one. Anyway, they were able to get on track against uh, Tennessee Tech. They beat Eastern Kentucky, beat UT Martin, which was a super good game. I was able to watch that. Uh, you know, beat Murray State and was able to finish off with Eastern Illinois. Then when they they took on Furman, uh, I did take them over for Furman because it was in Clarksville. They won. Uh, then they traveled to Sacramento State and one, which was a huge, you know, big-time game. But I knew that they were going to lose against Montana State because traveling from Tennessee... To California, back to Tennessee, up to Montana uh, in the winter. It was going to be tough. They ended up losing 10 to 24. So, again, very impressed with uh, Austin P and what they were able to do. I hope that, uh, you know, that that gave a little bit more of a spotlight on the FCS. Uh, you know, going to an FCS institution now, I even am more of a proponent. I really want them. You know, I want as much media coverage as we can get with them. I want as much uh, national media coverage as we can get, really, honestly, for uh, not only for my school, Dixie State, or, you know, the Big Sky, because I live in Big Sky territory. My wife graduates from SUU, uh, and my parents both you know, graduating from Weaver State and, you know, being a fan of NAU growing up, all these things, being around uh, the FCS my entire life, I want to give them a platform, and that's why we talk about them. Uh, like I said, I thought it was done really well. I don't think this means, uh, you know, I think everybody, w- one thing, everybody's going to say, well, look, you know, Central Arkansas was able to pull it off. Uh, you know, Awesome P was able to pull off, the, you know, college football during a pandemic. Big Ten, Pac-12, Mountain West, you know, where are you guys at? What's going on now? And genuinely... I think that you just need to let uh, the players, let the university decide, and then you go from there. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think that there's a one-size-fits-all solution here. I think each individual state and individual region uh, is different. I mean, we see that Pullman, Washington is spiking really bad in COVID-19 cases, and they're like, that's like basically the entire town is run around the university. So would that have hindered the season? Uh, uh, you know, I know the University of Utah in Salt Lake, we kind of spiked mid to late July, uh, and we were able to, you know, get it back down. And so I really don't think uh, there's not a one-size-fits-all here. Uh, congratulations on doing it and doing it to the best of their ability and executing, uh, you know, week zero, the kickoff of college football. Uh, but it doesn't mean that just because those guys play doesn't mean that, you know, the Big Ten has to play, really, uh, in, in all honesty. And it will be interesting going forward. I know that, uh, for example, Stephen F. Austin, Uh, In the FCS. They've been uh, outspoken uh, for playing this season. However, when they said they're going to be playing in the spring, I believe they're deciding to opt out of spring football, uh, which would be, I mean, that's a really big telling thing. Uh, They're a really young team, Stephen F. Austin. you know, a lot of young kids, so maybe they just take a year off to develop. And again, I'm not going to hold it against you. This year, this is just a wacky year, and I think you need to do uh, what you feel is right for the institution and everything going forward. Uh, so now we're going to kind of be—we'll we'll jump uh, a little bit forward here and— Take a break, I guess. We'll, we'll be taking a break here. And uh, we'll, then we'll bring it back. We'll talk about all of the, the games uh, upcoming this week. And, you know, what to expect with college football. Uh, what we're excited about. And some ideas that, you know, the end of the season might look like. So, stay tuned after this we're gonna bring it back talk a little bit more about college football and uh, you know give some, maybe give some predictions I mean we don't have a lot of we, we can't break it down by conference so we can basically predict every single game anyway so stay tuned after this- And we are back uh, after that little ad break. always give you guys a little bit of a break. Uh, You can skip ahead. And uh, if you didn't want to hear my rant about awesome P in Central Arkansas, skip ahead. Uh, Bring it back after the break. That's how we always break things down. Uh, We'll go over some news a little bit later. But right now, uh, we're going to be talking about the upcoming games. Now, uh, this is actually recording on Wednesday is when I do it. But I believe I'll release this on Thursday. We were supposed to have two games on Wednesday. uh, But most people are going to be listening to it. So yesterday, uh, it was going to be Rice-Houston and Jacksonville State and Florida International. But I believe, due to the, you know, Hurricane Laura, that they were unable to play these games. Because, I well, for sure, Rice and Houston. Uh, I don't know about Jacksonville State and Florida International. But they ended up not playing, electing to not play. Uh, so Thursday, that would be today, because uh, I'm releasing it today. We have Central Arkansas and UAB uh, and then we have South Alabama, Southern Miss. On Saturday we have North Texas, Houston Baptist, Marshall, Eastern Kentucky, Army, Middle Tennessee State, SMU, Texas State, Arkansas State, Memphis. Uh, Stephen F. Austin actually is playing in the in the fall, getting a couple games in uh, against, and then UTEP, and then finally uh, Navy against. BYU it looks like for this week one matchup and then week two uh the the technically you know the the week two uh is when we're kind of bringing the, the big boys into play the ACC um it looks like there's some big 12 teams uh you know getting ready to play on those days and stuff. Honestly, I need, like, a different calendar, entire separate calendar because it's so hard uh, to find out when these guys are playing and and what conferences have said what. Uh, It's a little frustrating. But anyway, so we're going to dive in. I'll give you guys my predictions, uh, talk a little bit about the team. Uh, UAB Central Arkansas, I don't think Central Arkansas has uh, went home. I believe they're in Conway, Arkansas. I could be wrong, but I remember – I think I remember that – name being thrown around but if I'm wrong uh, they have not returned home I believe they went straight uh, from their game to Birmingham spend the week there and I think UAB wins I think Central Arkansas will be on another great stage, obviously. I mean, ESPN3, uh, you know, if you have streaming, then you can watch it there. But I think it will give them another good stage. I think UAB is a great team. I was really excited to watch UAB this year just because, uh, you know, I really like Bill Clark as a coach. And I like, you know, their resilience and stuff like that as a as a team to come back from not having any scholarships. But I take UAB. Uh, next up, we have Southern Miss against South Alabama. Uh, South Alabama, I think, is still rebuilding. I believe they do have a brand-new football facility. However, this is being played uh, in uh, you know, at Southern Miss Hattiesburg, I think is where it's at. Uh, I want to be taking Southern Miss in this game. Excited to see what South Alabama does after kind of their slump last year, Uh, but I take them. In the North Texas-Houston Baptist game, I'm going to go North Texas. I really like this Houston Baptist uh, coach. I believe he was the quarterback's coach when Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech. He is now the offensive coordinator at Houston Baptist. They score a lot of points, and it is going to be a track meet at that game. Next up, we have Marshall against Eastern Kentucky. Excited to see the new direction with Eastern Kentucky, uh, you know, after letting go of their coach. I'm going to obviously go Marshall on this one, but uh, interesting to see how the Colonels kind of respond. Uh, you know, they were good last year. Again, You know, uh, middle of the road in, in the Ohio uh, Valley Conference, the LVC. Uh, we'll see if they can get back to, you know, hopefully into the playoffs and stuff like that, and uh, we'll see how they do. But I'm taking Marshall. Army, Middle Tennessee State. I want to take Army just because Army plays in such a unique way. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, Just I, I just don't think they have the manpower. Even though I think Army has taken a step back last year, I think they'll do better than what they did this last year. Texas State against SMU. I want to be taking SMU. In the Memphis-Arkansas State game, I want to be taking Memphis. And finally, uh, you know, the last game kind of just to breeze through and get to another game that I want to talk about, uh, we have – UTEP, Stephen F. Austin, I will take UTEP, even though you know UTEP has struggled in the past, uh, you know winning, winning games, and I think it will be a lot closer than what people think. But I'll take UTEP. Finally, and this is, I guess, this is kind of the the reason why I'm rushing is the BYU Navy game. Uh, BYU has elected to play. Uh, you know, as a private institution, they have the ability to do that. Uh, they weren't bound by uh, a, a conference and its regulations. I think at... Being independent is both good and bad during a pandemic. I think it's good in the fact that they can now play whomever they want and whomever will want to play them, basically. Uh, They were, you know, open for business. uh, And then the bad part is that you might only get two or three games. And, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I mean, you look at, like, Austin P. they only have, you know, two other games, one against Pittsburgh, and then I believe the other one against Cincinnati, but for the most part, it's like, okay, yeah, like we were able to play a couple games, and, and good for them. I believe Matt Bushman did get hurt, their all-star, uh, all-American, tight end, big tight end, really used him in, in all facets of the game. I believe he is out for the season, uh, so I want to go Navy. Uh, I know I'm touted as, as a BYU critic and stuff like that, I've gotten some... Some emails telling me those things, but uh, really, I I think it comes down to Navy plays a very unique style. Navy is going to be a good team this year. Uh, You know, obviously, you still got... uh, you know the COVID nineteen stuff, and, and I really want to watch these teams to see how they how they do. And uh, but but really, I'm just going to go with that uh, if BYU is able to, I believe I believe they're playing at Navy. If BYU is able to go to Navy and get the win, uh, you know I'm going to have to totally reassess that. But I will be tuning in to that game. So that's just kind of our predictions this next week. Uh, again, we want to see aesthetically how it goes. Uh, hopefully, you know, none of these guys get COVID That they're able to play through it. Uh, I know that there's been some rumors floating around uh, the Big uh, Ten that they want to play uh, our president making call to the commissioner. Uh, it will be interesting to see, like I said, they're shooting, I believe they said, for Thanksgiving start date, which is fine. They did say they were going to postpone it a little bit. Uh, if I was... I mean, like, I I look at it in in this fashion uh, with somebody asked, uh, this is going from, you know, on Twitter, somebody asked, well, if, you know, if we have college football in the spring, what, what do we do with the playoff? I would say that it's not, you're not the national champion unless everybody's playing. Kind of like the NBA when, you know, reports were coming out that the Lakers and Clippers were going to boycott the season, they were going to sit out, and Udonis Haslam said, well, if they're not, like if LeBron's not playing, you know, why are we playing? Now, I don't think it's the same with college football because, uh, you know, so many more different dynamics. I think the favorites to go to the natty this year, uh, Clemson and Ohio State, Alabama is supposed to be good, Oklahoma's supposed to be good, uh, Georgia is supposed to be good, but I guess we'll see how those teams kind of play out. Uh, if I were, you know, if I, what I would like is that, you know, we crown the SEC champion, we crown the ACC champion, hopefully by then we can crown a big you know 10 champion big 12 champion uh pack 12 is going to do what pack 12 does uh they've only had one team in you know the the playoff in you know re- recently i guess ever was washington uh i don't really see that they're being a big favorite i think oregon could have ran the table to get in uh but i would not hold it uh you know it Say that we have the college football, you know, playoff. We usually have it second week in January. They push it back till, you know, last week in January or first week of February. Hopefully we can get everybody in that deserves to be in. Or, Or maybe we just pull like a Cincinnati and just say, you know, Sorry, uh, but I don't think we need to be bound, especially in a COVID era. I don't think we need to be bound by, uh, you know, the traditional, you know, what we had to have four teams. Maybe this is a time where we could experiment with a play-in game uh, to play one of the big voice, have, you know, the best of the group of five, have like a, a Cincinnati and take on somebody else to get in to play Alabama or play Georgia or play Clemson, uh, whatever. Maybe maybe even North Carolina. North Carolina's kind of on the come up this year. Uh, eyes on them or even Notre Dame. Uh, anyway, but I wish I wish we could have that. Uh, I hope the NCAA gets their act together and gets intuitive uh innovates a little bit around this season because if you're just playing football I mean uh, in the spring if there's no championship you're just playing football to play football uh if there's no bowl games there's no incentive afterwards I mean I guess you're training yourself to get into the NFL but really there you're not playing for anything uh besides just to have a season now I'm a cross-country runner and I will not be able to compete in the spring because I am graduating, so it's killing me that I'm not, that I have to technically take like a red shirt year this year. Uh, and so I can imagine some of the, some of the stress and what's going on through the minds of the players and, and just wanting to go out and play, just getting back to somewhat of a semblance of, of normality, uh, I mean, you guys know that that it's very difficult putting yourself in that situation. I think I can empathize a little bit more because I am in the situation as a collegiate athlete. But I don't know what it's like as a football player, especially with people that have aspirations to go play in the NFL. Uh, you know, do they sit out? And if Ohio State sits out, and Justin Fields, you know, sits out, and Michigan gets in, do do we really think that Michigan is better than Ohio State uh, this year? Or they, you know, and the, and those are going to be questions that I guess are going to be, you know, uh, that will be unfolded, uh, throughout the, the coming months and the coming weeks and stuff. Uh, like I said, kudos, big shout out to, to those guys being able to, to get that job done. Uh, again, hopefully that, uh, you know, college campuses and stuff are able to keep this COVID-19 pandemic kind of, you know, under wraps and stuff like that. And, uh they're able to control as much as they can control and we have we as civilians we can do our part and stuff like that uh so we can get college football back and and that's what I want more than anything and I uh, I just think that we we need a college football season uh I need it I think it, it, you know we all love it we all cheer for our alma maters uh it brings us together. It brings communities together, and I think we need that uh, right now, uh, where we've been apart for so long. Uh, you know, hopefully, we get some, you know, some fans in the stands and stuff like that. Uh, not a lot of home field advantage would be had, but hopefully, we can have a little bit of that, and uh, we push forward. But I think. Uh, in you know next year, two years from now, I think the NCAA and college football is going to look vastly different, and I hope it's for the good. I hope we you know we make the changes and we adapt on the fly. Uh, I think the NBA, NHL, uh, MLB have done tremendous jobs during this pandemic. We'll see what the NFL does in the coming week or so. Um, see how they respond. To you know, COVID nineteen era, how it looks, and hopefully, college football just you know copy some of their tactics. I mean, baseball still playing home games; uh, they're still traveling. Uh, football is going to do that, so let's hope that they that we do that. We don't have to go into a bubble uh, like scenario and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think it would work as much for football. There's a lot of players and where it would be housed and stuff like that without traveling would be interesting. But anyway, so that is just kind of my thoughts again. Congratulations to Austin P and Central Arkansas for such an amazing game. Uh really fun to watch, you know, week zero and and see the FCS get some some love on ESPN. So this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, just a quick update for all of you fans of this show. Uh, this is just me, Tyler Fessler, doing this show. Uh, I also have started a new podcast with Woo's Media. Uh, they are a company, a media company, based out of Denver, Colorado, and we've started a new podcast. We are talking strictly Boise State. So if you want to hear Mountain West and Boise State football talk, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at at Orange and Blue ninety two. Uh, you can follow us, you can tell your family, tell your friends about that, who love Boise State. Again, it's going to be a little bit different. I have a, a co-host, one of my friends, Jeff Tuckett, and uh, we're going to be talking just uh, Boise State football, Mountain West football, and, you know, going over some of our favorite plays, uh, favorite players at Boise State, a lot of fun things uh, that we can do with that podcast. And uh, anyway, so we're just kind of branching out, uh, growing our brand. This, uh, you know, uh, Get the Ball Rolling is still just going to be me just Doing that, hopefully, uh, you know, in the coming weeks, I've spoken with a couple of coaches. Uh, once things kind of start ramping up to have a season, hopefully we can pull a couple coaches. Some of our fan favorites, you know, UT Martin, uh, Murray State, uh, Colgate. Uh, we obviously had Weber State on before, and maybe we could get, bring Matt Hammer back because we had Jay Hill earlier. Uh, bring maybe Coach Peterson or one of his assistants from Dixie State. Uh, Demario Warren or, or uh, Coach Hunt uh, from... SUU, just come up with some of our fan favorites. Bring them on. Hopefully before the season starts, uh, get a kind of idea of what spring football is going to look like, and uh, go from there. Anyway, be sure to follow us, uh, me at Get Rolling Nineteen on Twitter, and you know uh, you'll get the ball rolling on Facebook and Instagram, uh, and then also our other podcast, Orange and Blue. Uh, be sure uh, you know if you follow us, we'll give you all the updates uh, you know regarding you know, do episodes and stuff like that and news around Boise State. All right. Until next week, we'll probably be doing a weekly podcast. Uh, just get the ball rolling here very shortly. So hopefully, you know, we go undefeated this, year, this week and we make all the right predictions. And next week, we can bring it back, talk a little bit more about more bigger uh, bigger games, recap this last week. All right. Thank you, guys. Stay safe, stay healthy. And until next time, let's keep this ball rolling.